Hi, welcome to Broadway Assembly Church Podcast. We are excited for you to be joining us today. If you want to get a notification of the most recent uploads, please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Folks in Scripture were very familiar with the uh, term because uh, they used uh, a different agricultural system than we do. They used oxen instead of John Deere tractors to plow their fields. They used yokes on those oxen instead of Massey Ferguson's. And uh, the yoke was simply, uh, for uh, any of us that are not familiar with the term, a yoke was simply a crude wooden harness, okay, uh, that they would put on the necks, across the neck of two uh, oxen to help control their movements. It, uh, it limited, it restricted their movement. And even though the ox was very powerful, incredibly strong, uh, the yoke being across their necks would uh, keep those oxen controlled in a sense. Uh, it limited, it restricted their movement. They could not do what they wanted to do. Now, with that in mind, I, I want to import that idea over into our day and age, okay, uh, and say uh, we could probably better identify uh, if we would kind of, instead of the word yoke, we could use the word mold. Um, when we use the term break out of the mold, we mean to put an end to a restrictive pattern or uh, behavior. Uh, by breaking out of the mold, we're saying we're going to do things in a markedly different way. Follow me so far? All my friends out in radio land, Some believers don't realize it, but I really felt today, and this is actually the third message I landed on. I had uh, been preparing two others and just could not get the release in my spirit. I kept uh, coming back to this one. So, I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but I know God knows. Uh, some believers don't realize it, but I really feel the Spirit saying they, they live confined to a mold. And they wonder why they struggle so often. Perhaps it's because of the molds they have allowed themselves to be placed in, for example, how many know negative words that were spoken to a, an adult as a child? That can become a mold that restricts them. Every time they start to step out, they, they hear in their mind, they hear that parent saying things like, you're worthless. You don't have what it takes. And it plays over and over like a, like a broken record. 
And eventually, they shrink back into that mold and it becomes just that. It becomes a yoke that they, they live under. Now, how many know, newsflash here, some molds have been passed down to us. All through life, molds get pushed on us. I've encountered the mold of depression. Hmm? Folks encounter the mold of anger. The mold of addiction. The mold of compromise. If we're not careful, we'll live confined to the mold. Like this one. You know, my, my grandpa, he was an angry man. My dad was an angry man. And now I'm an angry man. Somebody say, mold. That's the mold we're talking about. How about this one? Um, my dad cheated on my mom, and so I've always wrestled with unfaithfulness. I guess it's just a part of me. That's a mold. My mom and dad treated me like trash. Therefore, maybe I am trash. So we assume that what has been always will be. Hmm? We willingly accept the molds that we've been confined to. Perhaps, maybe some of those molds we're in tonight, we've climbed in them by our own choosing. And when we, when we believe or when we embrace the mold, we become comfortable over time with its restrictions. We resign ourselves to the mold and say things like, I just can't help it. I'm always going to be this way, so you might as well learn to live with it. Hello. Does any of this ring a bell? So this right here is what happened to the Israelites. In this text, in the framework, we don't have time to read it. But let me just give you the Reader's Digest version. They were facing the Assyrian army here in chapter 10. Now, the Israelites had gone through all kinds of slavery, heartache, mistreatment, and abuse in the past. Remember Egypt? And so now they've got the Assyrians coming against them. And here's their thinking pattern. Well, here we go again. We're going to become slaves again, it looks like. This time it's to the Assyrians. I guess this is just the way of life for us. The way it's always going to be. One struggle after another. another slavery. One slavery uh, to the enemy after another. They had been pressed into a mold of bondage and slavery for years. They would break out, and then they would go back. They would break out, and then they would go back. So much so that they had grown accustomed to it. But in verse 27, 
Hallelujah. God speaks. And he says, His burden shall be taken away from thy shoulder. The Assyrian's yoke from off thy neck. And that yoke, that bondage, that mold of bondage, I'm going to literally destroy it with my anointing. God was saying to them, this is a new day. You don't have to be restricted and defeated and put into bondage like the past. God said, I'm not only going to remove that yoke and that mold, I'm going to totally destroy it. I am going to destroy it. From that day forward, the Israelites began to step into a new level of liberty. A new level of freedom. And that constant pressure to serve their enemies was finally lifted off of them. And God gave them favor to conquer their opponents that were much bigger and more powerful than they were. What happened? The yoke destroyer showed up. The mold destroyer showed up. I believe God is saying the same thing to someone here tonight. You've dealt with that addiction long enough. It's time to break out of that mold. You've been dogged by those family problems long enough. It's time to break out of that mold. I'm going to enable you to break out of that mold. That's what God is saying. It's not you. It's the anointing. Do you know it's the anointing that destroys the molds? That depression doesn't have to dog you your entire life. Oh, somebody ought to shout amen. That addiction that keeps getting uh, passed from generation to generation. Listen, you need to realize the buck stops here. I'm breaking out of that mold. That sickness that looks like it's going to be the end. No, it's the new day. It's time to break out of the mold. The yoke is being destroyed. The mold is being destroyed. Now some folks have been living confined to their certain mold their whole life. It's been passed on to them. Maybe you don't realize it because it's all you've known. It's a lot of what the Israelites had known. But God told the Israelites, I have seen the affliction of my people. Or he told Isaiah, I have seen the affliction of my people and I'm coming down. I am coming down to deliver them. God sees every yoke, every unfair mold, everything you struggle with. He doesn't just sit back in heaven and say, oh yeah, I see that. Well, too bad. Huh? Oh, too bad. No, he says, I'm coming down to do something about it. Don't worry about it. The yoke, I feel like telling somebody, don't worry. The yoke destroyer is on the way. The mold destroyer or that mold breaker can be in this house. God is saying, I'm coming down to put an end to your 
I'm going to shift things in your favor. I'm delivering you from that addiction. I'm removing that burden. I'm going to set you free. You're going to experience the fullness of your salvation like you've never experienced before. Friends, the God we serve is a mold-destroying God. And like the Israelites, maybe you've struggled. Maybe you've struggled in a certain area for a long time. But don't go through life thinking, this is the way it's always going to be. I'm always going to struggle in my marriage. I'm always going to have to fight this depression. I'm always going to be lonely. My goodness, this generation, if they ain't married by the time they're 18, they think, I'm doomed. No, you don't have to be confined to that mold your whole life. Listen, our God is in the mold-destroying business, breaking it apart, enabling you. You owe it to yourself tonight to break free. I said, you really owe it to yourself tonight to break free. You, you don't have time to go another week confined to that mold. You, you don't, you listen, you don't have time to go another year letting that mold imprison you. Your assignment from heaven is too important. You've got to draw a line in the sand and say, this is a new day. Every mold that held me back is going to be destroyed by the anointing. Just because mama had it and grandma had it doesn't mean you're going to have it. Listen, I know the secret. And the secret is the yoke destroyer has come down. And I'm getting to the place of freedom. Somebody say, he's here. Now I want you to look at a story or two before we close. I ain't going to keep you long tonight. There's a lady in scripture by the name of Rehab. Rahab. Not rehab. <laughs> Rahab was rehabbed by the end of the story, but that, that'll come later. Rahab's rehab. Rahab was a Canaanite woman. Do you remember who the Canaanites were? Originally, do you know who the Canaanites were? They were descendants of Noah's son, Ham. Got that? Ham was one that when he saw his father Noah drunk and disrobed, instead of taking proper measure to cover his nakedness and deal privately with that issue, he went out and mocked his father and told everybody he could. Hmm? So, later when Father Noah found out, he placed a curse on him and all of his descendants. So now, years and years later, this lady, Rahab, a descendant of Ham, a prostitute living in Jericho, her family is under that curse. Hello. She's a descendant of Ham. She could have thought, oh, just my luck. It's been passed down to me. I'm always going to make poor decisions. No, she did something to break 
out of the mold. Hello. Uh, let's go on. Joshua and the Israelites were about to attack her city, Jericho. And Joshua had sent two men in to spy out the land, if you recall. Somebody noticed who they were and told the authorities. And just as they were about to get captured, Rahab took the spies in and hid them on the roof. Remember that? And now, saving their lives, she lets them down, was it over the wall? They escaped from the city. But they said before they left, since you helped us, Lord willing, when we come and attack your city, we want you to hang this scarlet rope in the window. And God's going to spare you and your family. And even though Rahab had all this negative baggage, right? Even though she was living a dishonorable life, she made a decision to honor God and obey God. That one choice changed the course of her family line. Praise God. She broke out of the mold. That day she broke the mold that she had been in all of her life. That day she obeyed and broke the mold and, and God broke the curse. Hmm? That curse that had been on her family for generations. And here's how God is. Rahab went on to marry a Jewish man. They had a son and named him Boaz. Boaz had a son and named him Obed. Obed had a son and named him Jesse. Jesse had a son and named him David. This means Rahab, the former cursed Canaanite, prostitute, now was placed in the very family line of Christ our Savior. Oh my goodness, some sanctimonious folks don't like to hear that. But those of us that know what grace is all about... We celebrate and we rejoice. This is what happens when we break out of the mold and God destroys the bondage that we have been confined in. Now some folks are like Rahab in that they are one decision away from breaking out of the mold. Hmm? You're one decision away from breaking a curse that's been in your family perhaps for generations. Listen, you don't have to put it off any longer. You've been confined to that mold long enough. Today can be your day to break out. Huh? This is your time to break out of the mold of whatever it is. Compromise or poor choices or giving in to temptation. Listen, because you can set a new standard for your family to follow. This is a time to break out of that mold of depression. Why? Because it's a new day. It's a new day. Things can shift for you. If you'll do your part, if you'll break out of the mold, God will break the curse. Uh, honor God. He'll enable you to do it. And He can do it brand new thing in your life he can release healing he can release forgiveness he can release the joy of the lord he can release the peace that passeth all understanding he can release victory more than conquerors through him that loved us 
How many know he created us, everybody in here tonight, he created us to leave a legacy in our generation? To break out of the mold that's been passed on to us, the mold of depression that's robbed us of happiness, mold of sickness and chronic pain that a lot of folks living as believers find themselves restricted. I've talked to them into a mold of fear, especially in these last days. And you know that fear holds them back. That mold that says, you're never going to have revival. That mold that says, like father, like son. Hmm? No, from now on, it should be like heavenly father, like earthly son. Molds can be peeled away. Chains can be broken because no mold, no yoke is too strong for the Holy Spirit's power to penetrate, to break through. No mold can, can withstand the yoke-destroying anointing. God said to the Israelites after years of abuse and years of slavery, He said, no, this day I'm going to roll away that reproach of bondage. God is saying, this day I'm going to destroy those restrictive models and mo this day you're going to break the stronghold this day you're going to be set free this day you're going to have that reproach totally oh hallelujah that means god is going to remove the guilt god is going to remove the shame god is going to remove the fear god is going to remove the intimidation listen he's removing the burdens and he's releasing healing he's releasing calm hallelujah i'm feeling better One more story. You up to it? Genesis chapter 34. We have a story of a young man by the name of Levi. But this Levi was one of Jacob's sons. One day, their sister went into the town of Shechem. She was attacked and assaulted by one of Shechem's sons. Word gets back to her brother Levi and her other brother Simeon. And they decide to take matters in their own hands. And Levi and Simeon goes back into the town of Shechem. And it's not a good scene. They wipe out the town, basically. They slaughtered everyone they could in retaliation for what was done to their sister. Their father Jacob, now is at the end of his life, fast forward, as it is in the Hebrew culture, you call all your children around and you leave a blessing. That was extremely important. In the Hebrew days. But Jacob, when it came Levi's turn, he said, I'm not going to bless you. You're a stubborn, hot-headed, angry, violent deceiver. 
So instead of blessing Levi's future, he cursed it. And that curse became the mold for the Levites for years. Fast forward, Moses on top of Mount Sinai. God has just given him the Ten Commandments. He makes his way down the mountain after, what was it, 40 days and 40 nights up there? And as he comes down the mountain, he notices the Israelites are having a big dance party, worshiping a golden calf. Moses gets Aaron's attention and says, bro, what in the world are you guys doing? And Aaron said, man, we got bored waiting on you. And we threw some gold in the fire and poof, out come the golden calf. Magic. Yeah, right. Something rose up in Moses. And he began to call down judgment on the Israelites. The entire party. But before he did, he lifted his voice and shouted at the top of his lungs and asked a question. He said, who is on the Lord's side? Hmm? And out of all the people in the party, thousands of them, Scripture says, the sons of Levi raised their hands. The least likely people. Hello. You got to get this. The least likely people. Their father had made mistakes. Their grandfather had cursed their future. They all had this generational baggage and dysfunction. Yet, at the moment when God needed them the most, they rose up and said in effect, this is going to be a new day. We're breaking out of the mold that we've been stuck in all of our lives. We're going to break this curse once and for all. We choose to be on God's side. Praise God. Because of that one decision, God was so pleased with them. From that day forward, all of the priests would come through their tribe of Levi. Listen, they were cursed by their grandfather in the book of Genesis. But go over a book or two later in Leviticus. They were the most blessed, honored people living and working for God in the tabernacle. Why? Why? What are you saying? That mold that had been passed on to them was broken. Somebody raise your hands and praise Him. Praise God. Guess what? I'm almost done. Almost finished. Here's what I'm saying. The mold that's been passed down to you doesn't have to keep you from spiritual freedom, liberty. What your relatives did, they may have made poor choices. They may have made bad decisions, but you can rise up. 
I said, you can rise up. Be like the sons of Levi who said, hey, 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 wait a minute. Uh, we don't want to be in that judgment. This wasn't our call to do this mess. Wait a minute. I choose to be on the Lord's side. I don't want to stay under this curse any longer. I want to live under the blessing. I'm not going to stay in this mold that's been passed down to us and we've been pressed into it because I know my God is a mold-destroying, yoke-breaking, burden-removing kind of God. Tonight, the anointing can destroy any bondage that has imprisoned your life. Somebody raise your hands and praise Him. Praise God. Molds of depression, molds of... Fear molds of addiction. Hmm. You know what? Some some believers are stuck in a mold. The mold of one step forward and two step back. Huh? You ever felt that way? That can become a mold spiritually. But God is saying, I can break that mold. Huh? No more bad addictive habits. No more compromise year after year. The anointing. Somebody say the anointing. The anointing is the key. Oh, I want somebody to begin to pray for the anointing to show up. Oh, hallelujah. It's time to break out of the mold of average, mediocre, ordinary. Huh? Break out of the mold. Like the sons of Levi, because you're on the Lord's side, God wants to bring total freedom. Like Rahab, in spite of past mistakes, you're still going to do something great because God's not finished with you yet. Somebody say, God's not finished with me yet. Our Redeemer was, was a mold breaker. I was looking in the New Testament throughout His entire ministry. It's like Christ placed little truth bombs in the molds that society had created. And he was all the time just blowing them up. Huh? He blew up all kinds of social norms. Even when it came to caring for the outcasts of society, his friends would be like, uh, sorry, Lord, but you shouldn't be interacting with that person. Hello? Jesus would say, watch me. Huh? The religious leaders were having panics attack. Hey, Jesus, uh, you can't heal on the Sabbath. And Jesus says, actually, I can. Actually, I can't because they've been in that mold of crippled brokenness for long enough. And if it's Sunday, I'm going to heal them because Monday is too it just might be too late. I'm going to let him get free on a Sunday. That's because he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Raise your hands and praise him. The anointing is the presence of God. Oh, I feel his presence here tonight. It's the power of God. It's the person of Jesus Christ. And he will destroy everything that's not of God. When sickness and depression and deception and addiction and oppression or fear comes in contact with the anointing, it immediately is destroyed. It's broken. Woo, hallelujah. Sis Jones, you can come piano. I'm closing. Brother Timmy, is this okay? You want to come preach a while? <laughs> 
No, I'm out of breath. The anointing is the power of God that destroys those stubborn molds that we've been placed. The anointing is the power of God that sets the captive free. The anointing is the power of God that makes you and I stronger than our enemy. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It is the anointing church. It's the power that disgraces and destroys the Goliaths and the Herods and the Pharaohs and the other oppressors in our lives. It's the anointing of the power of God that breaks every chain of addiction and oppression. The anointing is the fire of God that consumes all the impurities and immorality. Listen, it's the anointing that pushes children of God to that point where they say I'm breaking out I said I'm breaking out listen the anointing is the spirit of God that makes the impossible possible stand with me hallelujah raise your hands and praise him oh hallelujah hallelujah ensemble let's do this ensemble come back Get in the mics. I want us to sing Free to Worship. You remember that song? Did we already sing that today? Okay, I couldn't remember. But it would be okay if we already had sung it. Right? Free to worship. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, Paul said. He told the church at Corinth that. Now, you know the problems the church at Corinth had. Oh, hallelujah. But even in the midst of their issues and problems, he was telling them, you foster the presence of God, the Spirit of the Lord, and he'll come into your service, church of Corinth, and he'll bring some liberty to the captives. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Oh, why don't you raise your hands and just praise him. Raise your hands and sing it with us tonight. Oh, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Go ahead. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh, he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh, hallelujah. He whom the sun sets free is free Oh, sing it, church. Free to praise. Free to praise. Free to lift up Go ahead and lift up your hands. And magnify Oh, we magnify your name, Lord. Free to worship. I'll just slip out of your seat. Find a place. You want to stand across the front and worship God. I feel like some folks can break out of the mold tonight. Oh, I am free to worship. Somebody go ahead and worship him, maybe like you've never worshipped before. You say, that's not my style. Exactly, that's my point. Go ahead and break out of your style for a minute. Just lift your voice and lift your hands. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Let that yoke be destroyed because of an anointing. Let that yoke be destroyed. 
destroyed because of an anointing. Oh, that's it, magnifying the night, church. Oh, I feel his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody that's got the courage. Said somebody that's got the courage. Break out of the mold tonight. Broadway want to say thank you for joining us in worship today via online. We want to invite you to like our Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. And please, if you don't mind, share us across your social media platforms. Let me just say a quick prayer of blessing today as we just conclude our time together in this video. Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this avenue of worship that we have to utilize our online tools and furthering your gospel, furthering your kingdom. I pray that you would bless those who have tuned in today. Keep your hand on them. Minister to their hearts. Minister to their minds. And God, just do a work in their lives. We love you, Jesus, and we praise your holy name. Amen.